Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast, where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. So I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. I have Amanda Hinman with me on the call today. Um, I, Amanda, welcome to the call. Thank you, Shannon. I'm excited to be here with you and, and to get to share with your community. Yeah, absolutely. So before we dive into all of the things, let's give the listeners just a little bit of a background as to who you are and what you do. My pleasure. Well, first, thanks for having me. This is this is a always fun conversation. And just who the heck who the heck am I? And why am I talking about hormones and thyroid health? Um, I literally feel so deeply passionate about helping women to feel amazing to absolutely be at the best version, the fullest version of themselves, because I know what it's like to not be there. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm a mom of four, an entrepreneur, and work with many high achieving women who want to be able to have a full life means they know that they're having impact and, you know, work that they're passionate about, that they love, that they enjoy, and they can earn a great living at. They have kids and family that they're supporting and spouses and, and all of the things, right? So it can definitely be very overwhelming. And that was a place I was in many years ago. Um, at age 33, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Um, probably many of your, your community members are familiar with that dynamic. It's really where your your thyroid is inflamed and the body is sending off the alarm signals of something's out of whack here. Something's out of whack. We need to create a change. And at that time I was candidly Shannon. I was furious. I was like in total denial with this diagnosis because I self-identified as somebody who was very healthy. I had been in the sports performance world for many years. I was a group fitness instructor, did, um, you know, athletic coaching and performance and personal training for division one college athletes, a few professional athletes, and many just high achieving adults. And I ate salads and I worked out and I was like, how in the world am I having this quote unquote lifelong diagnosis? I was told that, you know, it's just, you'll have this for life and you'll have to be on medication and so on and so forth. So that was really a a shakeup in my experience and my identity of where I, where I was at that time. And then I went about the the work of working with an integrative 
um, practitioner and going through the process of learning, which could be exciting, but at the same time, candidly, I got really, really angry and resentful shortly thereafter, because I remember going in and having thousands of dollars of tests run and being given like a 15 supplements to start taking and eliminate all of these different foods. And it was candidly, it was massively overwhelming. And I gave it my best shot and dove into action to start to make these things happen. And I didn't see much change. My antibody numbers were still off the charts. My energy levels were depleted. My hair was falling out. And I was like, what the heck is going on? So I was really like disenfranchised with the idea of even holistic and integrative medicine at one point. Um, and then fast forward 20 months after that, my daughter, my, I have four daughters, my oldest daughter at that time was eight years old and she had always been an anxious kind of highly sensitive kid and her anxiety peaked so extreme. She got to a point of where she was having between 10 to 15 seizures in a day. And Shannon, when I tell you your world as a parent gets turned upside down, when something like that is happening with your child, it, I mean, that's an understatement because it was just like, I I didn't know if she was going to make it day to day. You know, she would wake up typically when, when our cortisol, you know, morning cortisol levels spike, it's a change in her hormonal level. Usually within the first 10 minutes of her waking up, she would go into a seizure and then it would just randomly happen. And any time and throughout the day, there was one time I pulled her up from the bottom of my parents' pool because I had turned around to help my two-year-old and she oh had my gosh. dropped to the bottom of the pool. So like that put things in a whole nother level of urgency, right? That's so scary. Like I can't yeah. even imagine yeah. that I mean, it was, fear. Oh, that makes me sick to even think about. You know, as a mom of four, right? You know, like your world is radically transformed when something that powerful happens. And so that was truly, I mean, I would never wish that upon anyone. And yet I can look back and say that that was, I feel like divine intervention, God's guidance to incentivize me to go on this journey of learning because we were working with the best pediatric neurologist in an amazing institution hospital in Chicago And they're fantastic. And they were doing everything that they had within their training and their capability to support her, giving her four different benzodiazepine medications. She was taking 12 pills a day as an eight-year-old. We were told that she would likely be on medication for life, wouldn't be able to drive a car because of the medication and so on and so forth. And, and I asked like, what is causing this? And she didn't have a tumor. There was no, there was no physiological reason in her brain, you know, they did all the scans and all of the EKG, all the stuff. There was no reason to make correlation. We were told that sometimes these things are just genetic and some people's bodies are more predisposed to that type of neurotransmitter balance and that hormonal balance. And that never settled with me. I was like, there has to be an explanation. There has to be something that makes sense of this. Right. So that's when I went back to get essentially like a master's level of training in functional medicine science, which is really an individual customized root cause approach to looking at interconnected systems in the body. And I'm sure you're familiar with this as well, Shannon. And that really opened up so many new opportunities for me to understand how critical our hormones and our balance with our neurotransmitters, key nutrients 
having like our, our body is nutrient driven, right? It's like, if you don't put gas in the car, it's not going to be able to work effectively. So I had no idea that our family had volunteer led by me being healthy, had kind of voluntarily chosen to eat, not strictly hundred percent, but I would say a 95% vegetarian diet for about five years preceding these events. And now I've since learned that for many people that it can be successful. I'm not saying it's, it's black and white, but it can be successful to be vegan or vegetarian in some, in some sort of scenarios, but especially when the body needs key amino acids, that can set us up for imbalance. And that was absolutely happening in my diagnosis and in my daughter's situation. We just didn't have the fuel to properly detoxify certain hormones in my level and my body. It was excess estrogen hormones that were blocking proper thyroid function in her in her scenario is access adrenaline neoprenephrine, mm. neoprenephrine. She didn't have the, the raw materials to be able to detoxify and rid her body of that. So it was just continuously cycling hyperactivity in the brain, neurological stimulation, which led to seizures. Right. So anyway, it was a whole journey to unpack this and understand how to rebuild at a cellular level and transform our health. And the cool thing is in a relatively short period of time, I mean, in eight months, she went from being on all of these pills a day to zero. I was able to wean off of my medication. My husband had also struggled with like lifelong allergies. He had the worst allergies. We'd go up to my parents' lake house and he'd always break out and be sneezing and whatever. And he used to, as a kid, have to take allergy shots once a week. Well, once his body was in balance, right. And his immune system was calmed down because of the changes that we were implementing. That wasn't a concern anymore either. So like our whole family actually ended up in a much better scenario after going through that really challenging like period of time. And that was, that was like the galvanizing experience that, you know, I couldn't help, but share this with more women. I'm like, we have to, you have to understand that there's amazing potential for your body to really feel amazing when you have kind of the game plan of what makes sense and what it needs. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, you know, it's interesting that you bring up like veganism and vegetarian and things like that, because there was a period of time where I feel this was, oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember. I, it was before I was pregnant with my third. So maybe like eight years ago, seven, eight years ago, I was still learning about nutrition and learning about health and stuff. And I remember like researching and for whatever reason I got on this whole kick on like vegetarian and vegan and how you know vegetables and fruits are so good for your body and I was like so I anyways I'll keep this really short I tried to go like vegan vegetarian um and I felt like on day three, my body just started to kind of shut down. And I was like, I don't understand. Like everybody's talking about how good this is for you and all of these different things. And then that kind of opened up like my horizon of like, okay, what like metabolic typing and what does my body need for fuel versus your body? And, and mm-hmm. like you said, everybody's body is different and I don't think I was getting the key nutrients that I needed when I was eating that way. And so I don't 
and, and maybe you disagree, but I, the way that I work with my clients is not everybody follows this exact plan because mm-hmm. everybody's body is so different in mm-hmm. terms of what it needs and how much it needs in order to get back in balance. Absolutely. Yeah. We do micronutrient testing so we can see where your levels are and and customize. And I think it's twofold, right? It's one thing about knowing what nutrients your body's going to thrive on. And also candidly, Shannon, it's like, what is the, I I could tell you, I could give you a meal plan that would be quote unquote, look amazing on paper. But if you're not able to consistently implement that meal plan, it's as valuable as the paper that it's written on right? It's like, what is going to actually allow you to eat and consume those foods on a consistent ongoing basis? So um, Mm. it's always a blend. It's always a mix. And this is why we collaborate our team of, of health consultants. We collaborate with our clients individually because it's a matter of, okay, yeah, maybe I can tell you it would be ideal to have, you know, seven servings of vegetables in a day and, you know, salmon and, you know, whatever for snacks, you know, some cashews and some mixed nuts for snacks, because that would be optimal. If you're coming from a place where you don't even sit down to eat dinner and it's usually on the go in between kids activities, like how likely is it going to be that you're going to be able to make that 300 or 180 degree swap and do that sustainably? We have to, we have to kind of put together a progression that's going to move you in the direction of healing. Totally. Yeah. I like when I first started my business, I would have my clients come in and I'm like, okay, you need to do this, 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 or this. And I'm like, okay, people are not having success, you know, like, because they're all starting at different places. I have one client currently who has celiac. She hasn't eaten gluten or touched gluten in like 15 years, you know? Mm-hmm. If I, I'm going to coach her very different than someone who else who's grabbing fast food, you know, three times a day, like their, their level of what they're eating is so different. And that is one of the things that I think most people don't realize is they're like, well, just tell me what to do. Okay. I can tell you what to do, but how long are you going to be able to do that and sustain that? So I love that. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to kind of transition. I think this is like a good segue into just talking about um, how do we make changes? How do we stop trying? I I think you said, what is the key to quit quitting? (laughs) Quit quitting, right? Because we can have the best of intentions and then we just give up because it's too hard. And, um, you know, I've, I've done so much work and world-class psychological tools to create, what is it that creates new behaviors? It's really behavior change that we're talking about, right? Um, because we can have all of the brain candy in the world, all the knowledge about theoretically what would be good to do, but that's a very different story than what we can consistently execute on and take action on. And and part of it is we have, we all have patterns. Human beings are, are driven by our daily habitual patterns more so than anything. In fact, we have over 80,000 thoughts in a day. And usually 90% of those are the same things we've been thinking, thinking the day before. So in order to create change, there's this, this dynamic, one of my mentors and coaches that I learned from Sarah Cannell, she is the founder of um, thought leader. 
Academy, but she talks about, she, you know, we always think about, I want to have this thing. Like, so if my goal is to have, you know, three extra hours of energy in a day, I think about, okay, what do I need to do to have the energy, right? We always, we, we tend to think to want to go into the doing mode. So it's, what do I need to do to have what I want? What is my goal? And she reverse engineered that formula to have us look at who do I need to be? And then usually you hear do, what do I need to do? And then I will have the thing. But there's another step that I think is really critical to add into that formula. It's be, release, do, and have. And what I mean by release is we all have societal programming. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, but I've done a lot of his work. And he talks about like, we, we, we take in our lessons and our perceptions and our expectations and our beliefs about the way that the world works based on what we witnessed and what we experienced, especially at a young age from the ages of like between zero and seven, our brainwave state is in that kind of hypnotic state where we're simply observing and taking in and cataloging and, and like integrating our perception and our understanding of the way the world works. For most of us in society, we just have a lack consciousness around time. And when you constantly feel like you don't have time, because usually, right, usually when it's a, what, what, what gets in the way of making a positive health change, it's our belief that we don't have time or the other most second, most common one is I don't have the money, the resources, time or resources. So that belief in lack is deeply, deeply ingrained from a very young age that we had just programmed. So when we talk about being, who is, who is that version of you that has that extra energy? What is she feeling? Who is she being? What does she embody most often? Does she embody a sense of overwhelm, a sense of frustration or guilt Mm. or blame? No, her emotional set pattern is one of fulfillment, one of contentment, one of maybe even eagerness or enthusiasm, right? So who is she being? You have to identify like, who do I need to be or who do I get to be when I'm in that future goal place that I want to end up? So the first is emotional, identify your emotional set point of who are you being once you have reached your health goals. The next is release because our old programming patterns are gonna get in the way. So we need to do some work. And this is why in our program, we include some subconscious work on hypnosis, if that resonates with you, on removing and identifying those limiting beliefs that we have around our time, our resources, and our ability to implement change. But if we don't look at the stories that we have around that, it's not going to change. You can't just change the 5% of your consciousness and expect it to last. So we have to release and uncover those limiting beliefs. Then we get to take the action. Now it's like, okay, let's put that game plan into action. After we've identified who we get to be in that future state, we've released some of those old patterns that are actually in hindering us. Then we take the action. Now you're going to get the result you want. So you have to switch that order instead of just trying to jump and do the thing without doing those first two steps. It's not going to last. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 have you heard of acting as if Mm -hmm. 
so I, that's one thing that I talk about all the time. And I think that this kind of relates to that is like, okay, envision the person you want to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do they do? What do they have? But I, you also, I love the component that you talked about is releasing. Release. That's the key. Yep. It is because if you are stuck in the same pattern in the same cycle, then you will never have, you will never become that person that you want to do because you currently have actions, attributes, patterns, you know, whatever it is mm-hmm. that is keeping you from the thing that you want. Right? Yeah. Like, a very, a very simple example, right? So oftentimes, and this is one that comes up all the time, all the time with women we work with is, you know, I don't have time to do some of the meal planning or the preparation that would allow me to get these nutrients in, right? Once we identify what your body needs from a nutritional standpoint, how do I actually make that happen? So I don't have time. I don't have time. And I understand that, right? So let's look at who does that version of you that is optimally healthy and really just your body is amazing. You feel confident, you feel good, you feel calm. What does she feel about her meal planning? Well, maybe she feels confident. She feels capable. Mm. She feels in control, empowered, right? Those are, that's the emotional set point. That's who she's being. So then I start to say like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But nope, I'm not there. Like, that's just not a reality for me. So, okay. So what do we need to release? What are the, what are the, and I always like this phrase, the story I'm telling myself is the story I'm telling myself is I don't have time. The story I'm telling myself is, um, you know, I, my, I work too, you know, my work is too long and then I have to get the kids to these activities or so on and so forth. Well, then you have to question the validity of that story, right? So what, if there is a way, what else could be possible? Well, it could be possible to say, you know what? I actually would rather have an extra three hours of extra focus, energy, clarity, and vitality where I'm present, where I can be making a difference then technically kind of going through the motions, I actually don't have time not to be at my best because everything takes longer when I'm not actually connected to the actions that I'm doing throughout my day, right? Or even in another extreme, you know what? The ultimate aversion of not having time is when you're incapacitated because of a health crisis, like I was with my family. You don't have time for doing the things that you're normally doing. If all of a sudden you're in the hospital, so it's yeah. like, do you really not have time or are you just reallocating your time differently instead of looking at the bigger picture? Right. So it's like what and it starts once you start to question some of the stories, now we can open up the opportunity to say, like, okay, let me get resourceful. Like, what else could be a pain? Maybe it's a matter of um doing some prep meal planning with somebody else. Maybe it's a matter of having my kids help with a portion of it. Maybe it's a matter of, you know, I batch cook and I do it like all of a sudden I can get creative. I can get resourceful when I have a little bit of different angle that I'm looking at this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And one of the things, and I'm totally guilty of this, of saying, I don't have time, you know, like people tell me that. And I'm like, you have one kid, you're a stay-at-home mom. Like, I, I understand what that looks like because I was, I was there, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I also understand 
having four kids and running a business. Like my, my, I don't have time now looks very different than it did 12 years ago, you know? Yeah. And one of the things that I've had to implement going to the meal planning is I recycle meal plans. So like I've done the work, I've created it. Now, can I put that in a binder and flip through and say, oh yeah, you know, this one looks really good. Okay. Here's my grocery list, you know, and then I just check things off. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, it takes a little time to get started in that way, but at the same time, like that's work that I no longer have to do in terms of things. So I, I love that you talk about being creative because I had to find a solution for what was keeping me stuck, Yeah, (laughs) you know, in the, I don't have time. And, you know, but my values of like eating home-cooked foods, eating whole foods, you know, nourishing my family, like all of those things had to override and supersede the, I don't have time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not, it's not easy. Right. It's, and this is why I'm like, I'm always like, don't try and do it alone because it's a, it's, you need that reinforcement, that support, that loving accountability, that's going to, you know, be there when it sucks and when it's hard. And also truly then give you some other ideas and best practices that has worked for others. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with um, Vishen Likiani and Mind Valley, but I was actually doing a training. He had a, a guest expert um, near Eval, who is a Stanford professor who studies time effectiveness. And he after doing many years of study, what he found is that all behavior is driven by our desire to ease discomfort. And really when we try, when we struggle with managing our time, time is interesting because it's different than wealth. Time is the one resource that every single human being has the same 24 hours in a day. Right? So that, that is the ultimate equilibrium. It's how we're utilizing that time. That is so different. And he talks about time management is actually pain management because oftentimes what we are doing with our time is we are trying to escape discomfort. And when we get really honest, it's like looking and say like, okay, what am I doing a catalog? Like, where is my time going? What, what is it that it's, that it's being like, where's my focus and attention being drawn? Sometimes it's more escape discomfort. And if we put it into proactive, creative solutions, that feels tremendously different. It feels so much more empowering and better. And it gives you vitality, gives you that energy that, cause you're feeling like engaged in a process of positive influence. Totally. And, you know, one of the things that Okay. So I, I, uh, six months ago or whatever, I hired someone to work for me and they came from an agency. So they basically trained the person they came to work for me or whatever. And one of the things that I absolutely loved is they trained that person to find problems and then come to me with three solutions. And Mm so I, I have implemented that with my kids and I'm like, okay, that's the problem. What are you going to do about it? Because that will take you to a whole different place in a different state when you have to be creative Mm -hmm. to 
to get out of that pain and to get out of that discomfort. So totally. It, I mean, huge difference. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. All right. Well, is there anything like in wrapping up, is there anything that you feel like the listeners need to know or do or any of that? Yes. I mean, I'm definitely always a fan of knowing kind of taking the time to do the reflection and knowing, having an awareness of where your body is at and where your health is at. I think that is one of the most important gifts that we can give ourselves is the gift of awareness for our health. And, um, Shannon, you may have resources like this. I have just a very simple, quick and easy hormone health assessment that identifies some key symptoms for our top six hormones. When we're looking at thyroid, cortisol, insulin, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. So if that's something that could be valuable, I'm happy to share that resource and you can put it in the show notes or something with your community, but it kind of gives us a framework of like, okay, your hormones are the messenger molecules in the body, quite honestly. And they're going to start to give you those niggling little signs early on by creating unwanted symptoms of like, Hey, I'm, I'm waving the red flag, pay attention here. This is, this is kind of going in a trajectory that's not useful or not beneficial. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, I do have the link for that. So we will put that in the notes for people who feel like they, they want to take that hormone assessment and figure out what's going on and, you know, start, start to be the person and release old habits and become, (laughs) you know, I love it. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for being on and we will see you guys on the next. Wait before you go. Please subscribe. If you found value in today's episode, leave us a review and share on Instagram and please tag us. We love your reviews. Pretty please.